vibrations. Watson and Richard H. Kirk. They were joined on uh, that album and uh, especially notable on that track for uh, drums by Hayden Boys Weston. I was just reading about him. I I never really looked into his story much before, but he also played for uh, other groups in the Sheffield scene at the time, like the Human League, uh, Heaven 17, 2.3. And uh, it's kind of sad. Apparently, he committed suicide in 2014. He was only 54. Uh, Anyhow, yeah, his his stuff, uh, I I was familiar with him playing on some of the Cabaret Voltaire stuff. I didn't realize he he appeared in the other uh, band's lineups as well. Uh, So, yeah, that's that, I guess. What do I have this week? Well, you know... Probably not going to come as much of a surprise to you, but I'll talk to Zach for I'm Allowed at the halfway mark. And then there's uh, a whole set of songs, I'll call it the laughter set, some of which feature clips of gratuitous laughing, um, such as They Laughed at Me by Jackie and the Starlights, which I've, I've played on the show before, but then most of the other songs I have not. So... That's to come after I talk to Zach at the halfway point. Uh, then, you know, a bunch of Bandcamp finds from this week and the past few weeks, too. Some new stuff, some older stuff. And then all the, you know, stuff from way back. The not-so-instrumentals and weird old country and uh, 
kind of wacky girl group stuff and whatever the hell else I'll dip into as I usually do. So that's that. I decided I'm not going to do a rundown of the shows coming up this week because there still aren't any really next week. But after that, that's when stuff starts to get interesting here in Prague. And, and there actually are shows happening. Yeah, who, who would have thought? So I'll uh, spare you the grief of that this week. Anyhow, um, I'll start the next set with something by Wombo. This just came out the other day. The song is called Dreamsicle, and their new EP is called Quiche Mountain. So this was uh, issued through Fire Talk, and I guess, yeah, it was put out just yesterday, come to think of it. I think they had one of the songs up before for kind of like a preview thing, but they put out the full thing on their Bandcamp page, which I'll post a link to when I post the playlist at the end of the show. So, uh, yeah, it's Wombo time.
Yes, sir, I like it.
goes out to my good pal, Graydon, who's helped me dig up a whole whack of stuff on Soulseek from this list I put together. Um, I played something by April Byron, I don't know, maybe a couple months back, and it's actually the A-side of the same single, but that other song, what is the name of that? I had this brought up so I could mention what it's called. Oh yeah, He's a Thief, that's right. Uh... So yeah, I mean, both of the things, songs obviously came out on this single in 1966 through Down Under Records, but I had only heard the uh, the A-side, He's a Thief, on a, some kind of compilation or something. So anyhow, yeah, Graydon dug that up amongst a few other finds that I've been really surprised by. And that's always a good thing when it's like you, you think you might have come across everything worthwhile that you know of by a particular artist or band or whatever and then there's something really cool that you know you find later on so that's been the case there um anyhow before that played something by distancia distancia from uh, madrid spain uh, the song was estados and it comes from their self-titled release that they put out themselves uh, a couple weeks back, May, May 10th, 
was the official release date for that. And of course, I'll post the old Bandcamp link later. Before that, Carpet Burn of Melbourne, Australia, from their forthcoming EP. It'll be on a seven-inch called "I Can't Believe It's Not Carpet Burn." I played Butterfinger Hands, and that's the one track from the song that you can listen to on their Bandcamp page right now. That will be out through Spoil Sport Records on uh, what is it, June 18th. Before that, Kamikaze Palm Tree of Los Angeles played Wants More from their 2019 album, Good Boy. And that was put out through the Mud Guts label. Also heard the Astronauts with Cuck, and that is, <laughs> for your reference, spelled K-U-K, not in terms of a cuckold, like C-U-C-K, a cuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was put out in 1963 through RCA Victor on a single, and started it with Wombo from their new release, Quiche Mountain, and the song was Dreamsicle. They're from Louisville, Kentucky. I don't think I mentioned that at the start. So yeah. Next up, Total Disgust. The song is Jim, and I will leave the reasoning behind. It's probably... <laughs> I can't talk anymore. Uh, the reason why they probably gave it the title of Jim to, uh, for you to figure out, and I'm sure you'll get it pretty quickly. So that was uh, released on a self-titled tape that was uh, put out in 2018 through long gone sound system the tape is sold out but all the uh, songs are still available on the Bandcamp page from the label I think this is all that those guys ever did but that tape is really great so anyway um, I'll get to that and uh, yeah I got nothing else to say Tell me your name 
might sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. She said the girl was just a social climber, so and so.
Dupree's Problems. They put that out in 2019. It's their demo, self-released album called Demo with an exclamation point at the end. They're from uh, Saint-Otin, France. Who would have thought that a drum and keyboard duo would ever sound as good? But yeah, it is really good. Also played Tony Cole before that Beat It from a 1967 Leiden record single. Then it was Calm Kill Panic from their Live at Mom's House. Uh, what was that, a tape, I think? Four-song EP at any rate. Yeah, that's a tape. That came out in 2019 as a self-release thing. Started it off with Total Disgust and Jim from the tape Total Disgust, which they put out in 2018 through Long Gone Sound System. All right, got about, I don't know, 17 minutes or so till I get talking to Zach for I'm Allowed. And then, as I mentioned, it'll be followed by the laughter set, a bunch of songs pertaining to laughter. Who would have thought? Um, so I'm going to play Francis Deloys by The Shadow Ring next. And I don't know if it's helpful or harmful to give some context as to who Francis Deloys was. There's a whole really long Wikipedia entry about this guy, and I don't really know if much of any of it is relevant aside from maybe the first two lines, which I'll read to you now. It says, He is remembered today for the claim that he discovered a previously unknown primate, Deloys 8, during a 1920 oil survey expedition in Venezuela. The identity of the animal he photographed has long been established with considerable confidence to be a spider monkey, and the identification as a new species is generally regarded as a hoax. So that gives some information as to the composition that you'll hear next. I think if you're familiar with the Shadow Ring, you'd, you'd probably appreciate this more. I'm sure you've probably already heard it, but it, it's kind of like, I don't know, how would you describe it? Maybe even a, a touch of self-parody of a lot of the output by the Shadow Ring, which is a, a pretty clever thing to do. The album that's taken from Lighthouse is really well intertwined with itself insofar as there's like musical uh, like little pieces here and there that tie into themes from other songs or lyrical pieces that uh, are almost like responses or um things that connect back to lyrics of other songs within the album. It's this whole really complex thing. Anyway, uh, it's a double double album that was put out by uh, Swill Radio, which is a, a great label that Scott Faust and Carla Barecki run, old friends of mine from way back. Um, and that was put out in 1999. So I'll stop talking about that now, but if you find this piece interesting, and I call it a piece or a composition because I don't know if it's is it right to call it a song i don't know but um yeah anyway if this is something you're fond of then the whole album is just fantastic like this so here it is the shadow ring 
Francis Delors can keep his aid. What was he doing down in South America anyway? I mean, I ask you. He was studying the Tara River. That's what. So leave it out. Alright? Let him have his aid. Be pleased for him. Well, I was only saying. Just button it. Keep it shut. He was studying his aid. Alright? There is no need to adopt that tone. Be pleased for him, I say. Let him have his ape. All right, Francis. Boys, boys, boys. What will you do when I find the Mogwar? Studying his ape. Let him be. <laughs> boys, boys. What will you do when I find the Mogwar?
my body is dismembered from my mind completely. <laughs> Which is pretty average with me.
That was Mosquito Ego. Stu! From Glom, which they put out in 2016 through two different labels. Tribender Tepic and Ever Never. Before that, Cakewalk of Sydney, Australia. And for what it's worth, Mosquito Ego, they're from uh, Stuttgart, Germany. Uh, Cakewalk, Happy Man from, uh, I guess you can call it a single. It was just like that one song came out on Bandcamp. They put it out in 2017 through Dinosaur. Um, Then it was Head Cut, Howl, I played, uh, from their EP, The Flow which was self-released and I hope they come out with new music soon because today, uh, to date <laughs> I have played all three of their songs on the show so I need more stuff otherwise I'll have to I guess just play the songs again what else are you going to do um, before head cut the Ramrods War, Par- War Party from 1964 through Barclay on a single and uh, to start the Shadow Ring Francis Deloitte's from Lighthouse, the double album put out by Swill Radio in 1999. And, of course, it's time to talk to Zach right now. I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. My name is Meg and I'm scared of Zach. Oh, where is he? <laughs> hey, pal, what's going the on? The mayor. The mayor, hello. Hello, <laughs> hello, mayor. hello. Hello, mayor of Czechia. Yeah, the mayor, the mayor of the whole country. Must, it must not have been easy to get that job. It inquire, or requires a lot of campaigning in many cities and towns. <laughs> yeah, and the invention of a, of a new title. That's also true, yeah. The Constitution had to be amended for that purpose. <laughs> well, I hear somebody's barking was, uh, in the background there. Yeah, that's Zardo. Yeah, he loves barking when people are on the phone, I guess, does he? I think he's actually barking at... There's like so, maybe someone walking around outside, I'm not sure. Okay, typical. Yeah, that is a, that is a very dog-like move. Yeah, really scares people away. That's why they do it, I guess. Maybe they really like doing that to people. There's one thing I know for sure, and that is that dogs are logical. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing we've learned. Perfectly. Perfectly so. Yeah. At all moments, dogs are always logical. Far beyond what a human being could ever be capable of in terms of logic. That's, I think anyone that doesn't know that by by now is a fool. Yeah. Absolutely. A bigger fool than me, and that's no mean task. <laughs> what were you going to say before I ever, started up on the barking? Have you ever heard, uh, oh, what's that? I was I was listening to that Merle Haggard song earlier, um, You Take Me For Granted. <laughs> have you ever heard that song before? I don't think so. It was written by his, at that time, then wife, Leona Williams. Uh, she she was like a country music star of her own right in the 70s, and he heard her, uh, well, I mean, I guess she still 
is. Uh, anyway, not as not as big a hit, not as big a uh, a star as, as Merle Haggard, but who is? <laughs> yeah, maybe Johnny uh, in, Cash any, or Hank Williams or somebody, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, right. Um, anyway, so this song "You Take Me for Granted," <clears throat> they were touring together uh, and writing songs together, writing music together. Um, and they got two buses, uh, for this tour. One bus was supposed to be for, uh, she and Merle. The second bus was supposed to be for, you know, the crew, the, the band and the managers and stuff like that. Well, it, it ended up just like her being stuck on one of the buses by herself and Merle Haggard on the other bus playing video games. <laughs> Which is a pretty unusual thought to me. <laughs> when was this? Uh, I, I I don't know when this song came out. I was just reading about it earlier though, because I I was like listening to the song, thinking this is a song written from the point of view of a woman, and 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 uh, and Merle Haggard is singing it. So I, I was just like I, I I just thought it was really unusual, I guess, and. Um, so, yeah, so I started looking into it and, um, like, the backstory of it, I think it was maybe the 80s, so it probably would have been, like, early video game era. Like Atari you know, or Nintendo. something? Yeah. Yeah, maybe Nintendo or something like that. Anyway, uh, and, and like, he stopped, a, like, she wasn't allowed to play, or he just stopped having her on the show at all. And the only thing that she ended up like, the only thing they ended up having her do was to be around for whatever, which usually involved her making sandwiches for uh, his band and him sometimes. And uh, so she wrote, she wrote this song, You Take Me For Granted, and uh, submitted it to him. He, it took him three or four years to listen to it. <laughs> and um, he's like sifting through songs for his next album, <clears throat> like maybe an album or two after that. Like he'd already recorded two albums of songs and uh, came across this song written by her. I don't know if they were still together at the time. At any rate, um, so he, he like listened to her demo. He was like, oh, this is a really great track. And recorded it with the extreme irony that it's it seems at least relatively apparent that he never actually understood that the lyrics were about him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty profound irony, you know? It's like she went to all this trouble to write this song about him, really for him, to, to like let him know, hey... You know, I've, I'm, I've really got a lot to offer, and you're taking me for granted. And he proceeded to take her for granted. And then for really quite a long time. And then eventually recorded the song, not realizing that the song was about him, thereby continuing to take her for granted. <laughs> I just think that, that it's like her horrific and misogynistic and, and doesn't say doesn't say anything positive about about Merle Haggard's character. 
but at the same time, it's it's some pretty profound, uh, dark irony, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's almost some kind of poetic element in what happened to the song and how it, I guess, was eventually recorded afterwards. Yeah, I really admire. I, I admire anyone with that level of self-deception. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had that. Sometimes, you know, like one of I think one of one of the things that probably brings me the most suffering in my life is that I know myself and I I know the world. Of course, our minds lie to us, and I'm. You know, I'm also inherently, as you are and as everyone is, inherently a mystery. So we only know a small portion of ourselves. But <clears throat> I would never be able to muster the, the that type of self-deception. And, you know, maybe that type of self-deception is, is necessary to be happier. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anyone would, have, would ever accuse uh, uh, Merle Haggard of being happy, though. I guess that's... <laughs> that's probably pretty dubious. Yeah, um, I wouldn't imagine uh, on any level I wouldn't consider an excuse, but he was probably just so <laughs> not sober, we'll say, for whatever reason at that time that he probably yeah. just didn't clue in. Not Again, not that that's an excuse, I think. Yeah, no, it's absolutely not an excuse. Yeah, you know, and, and, and like built-in misogyny definitely, you know, like... A, being an, an, an older guy again that's not an excuse at all it, it, it's still really rotten behavior and and uh, inexcusable behavior but nevertheless the the, the truth that there was a you know he, he grew up in a different a different generation when misogyny like that was uh palpable and far more excused and, and it's inexcusable that it was excused. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm certainly not saying we should, it's anything we should return to. I think that's reprehensible, but I do think it's like pretty surreal and ir ironic and, um, I don't know, wacky, I guess, in a way. <laughs> the video game move is especially <clears throat> strange because it's, I can understand somebody doing that now. <clears throat> like it's a fairly common thing for just, people to get wrapped up into that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you have a bunch of money, you know, you have like a tour bus and whatever, you can just get, uh, you know, you could conceive of it being a thing where somebody has their PlayStation with them and, uh, you know, some kind of flat screen plasma TV on the tour bus when they're driving around the country or the continent or whatever. But back then, I think it would have been <laughs> a lot more screwing around. Like you'd have to, you know, you'd probably have to lug on some big CRT screen monitor tv thing and yeah it's like oh yeah who else was really doing that like playing nintendo or atari like on the move <laughs> it's just it seems like an especially like self-indulgent just like <laughs> i don't know just bizarre outsider kind of move but not in a cool way just like oh i guess <laughs> i guess that's what you can do yeah. on tour instead of like hanging out with your wife or talking to anybody yeah yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's just such a. There's so many surreal elements to the story that I really and, it, and it's really it really is a, it's it's a great song. Uh, uh, you know, I always I often wonder like, how do people suffer through that? 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's, there's any number of reasons why it could have been, you know, maybe she's just like, well, what else am I going to do? Or, you know, I know I'm going to get paid at the end of this. Or maybe he'll snap out of it and stop being a, a fucking meatball or who knows. Or <laughs> yeah, meatball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just such a, I think about that really often. I think about, I think about the hardships in the world. And I like frequently wonder, like, how do people suffer through that? You know, like, I have a pretty, I have a relatively easy life and I feel my suffering sometimes is almost too much to bear. How does someone like manage that? I, I, I'm, it's impressive. <laughs> Both impressive and depressing at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like as I get older, I'm, I'm able to suffer less. I'm able to tolerate suffering less, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's probably why part of the reason, at least, that old people are so cranky. I think it's it's probably a general thing. Or some of them, anyway. It seems like there's a greater proportion of them that are cranky or irritable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think you're, you're, you're right about that. Have you ever heard about, uh, about ketamine IV therapy before? I have not. Yeah, it's for, um, it's for like, well, I pretty much, pretty much my entire life I've had, uh, you know, like OCD, not like the classical OCD of like, um, having to wash my hands all the time or having to do repetitive, uh, things more just like intrusive thoughts that come out of nowhere and, and, and intrusive, like. Um, upsetting thoughts that seem to come out of nowhere. And sometimes it's better and sometimes it's worse, but um, I've been reading about like, so, but you, you're, you're familiar with ketamine though, right? Yes, I have taken it and it was not a pleasant experience. I ended up puking all over, actually, well, yeah, you, you know Evan <laughs> when he was living in Berlin. Uh, I did it at, yeah. at his place and puked all over his house. Uh, but apparently it was like, <laughs> low-grade shitty ketamine he agreed the next day that there's something just really off with it and oh yeah. yeah i was not used to it at all and was also on the booze at the same time so it was just like oh whoa <laughs> yeah, not a good scene that's a combo yeah yeah that's that's a heck of a combo yeah um yeah anyway so it's uh there's like it's uh, kind of an emerging therapy, like a psychedelic therapy here in, the, in here in the U.S. Probably, probably in other countries. Probably a lot easier to get to in other, other countries where you can you know you get X amount of uh, infusions, and it's uh, it's supposed to improve that that sort of thing. So. I've been looking into it, and I think I'm going to go for my first uh, my first infusion on on Monday, perhaps. I expect they'd keep it a little more under control than when I oh, took yeah. it myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it, it's pharmaceutical grade, and and you get X amount of it, and you know, it's yeah, it's in like a clinical, clinical, clinic, clinical, clinically controlled kind of thing. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about giving it. A, I, I, yeah, I, as you, I've had a similar experience. Although it's never made me throw up, I've, I've never had anything but really good experiences with it, which kind of 
you know, kind of recommends it, it to me, I guess. Caring. Um, Connected. Certainly, you know, like, I, I, I know I've had varying qualities, for sure. And then, you know, just the ability to be able to do it. Well, hold the phone, buddy. <laughs> I'm getting some kind of like automated computer voice coming in from your side, and your audio just went all wacky. <laughs> I don't know what that You're is. You're kidding me. No, no. Can- it's fine now, but it was. I heard it for a real brief second earlier on, and I was just like, I don't know, maybe it was some weird garbled audio packet loss thing, but this was something actually audible, and I think it's doing it again. Yeah, can you hear me? Can yeah, you now, hear me? Now I can, yeah. So we, we can keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's really strange. Like, what was the, what did the voice say? I don't know. It was something like audio connected or some, some strange thing like that. Oh, yeah. weird. It could be maybe one of my, I, I have like six Bluetooth devices, so maybe one of them are randomly uh, yeah. trying to connect. I, I guess it's, it's a, uh, a, a, a cyber a, a cyber kinetic world <laughs> yeah yeah most certainly is that's pretty strange though yeah they're I, none of them are all that close to me right now and i'm not like actively pressing any of them to try and connect but that, that's but god who knows yeah that's all good i mean you know we're almost we're about four minutes off the 20 minute mark anyhow but if you still got more to say on the ketamine point then i'm all ears Oh no! I think that I think I pretty much. Uh, I guess I can maybe report back if I end up doing it. Uh, yeah, please I do. I, I'd be intrigued to know what that what they do when it's like a controlled thing, as opposed to just like take as much as you want and see what happens. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty interested. In it. It's it's like you know, it's it, of course it's way 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 more expensive than than just going out and getting ketamine on your own naturally. It's like four hundred dollars, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty pricey, but at the same time, it more. I'm just thinking about it more as like an experiment. Ex- yeah. Experiment, you know. Like I'd probably I, try I, it. Why not? Yeah. You know, like it's probably not going to hurt if you know if it's like if if there's any op, if there's any chance at all it, it could make things better then and you have the means to do it then I'd you know I I guess my. The view I take toward most things are, you know, why not? I, I try and weigh the risks and, uh, and like do like a, a, a risk benefit analysis type of uh, type of thing with most things. But uh, at at some point, you uh, at some point, I finally, generally, just finally, I just find myself saying, "Why not? What what's the worst that could happen here in this situation?" Yep. Even for um, stupid things, like I, I've gone to a monster truck show just because it was like, why why not do this? Like, I've never really had yeah. an interest in monster trucks growing up, but when they came to town when I lived in Toronto, it's just like, you know, what, where's the harm in it? I might as well go do it. I often enjoy yeah. stuff like that just for like the sociological analysis of it, just to go into oh, yeah. some environment that i'm not used to and see what the hell is going on and and it was enjoyable i got a kick out of it i don't think it's something i do on a regular <laughs> basis but you know yeah yeah you're not you're not wild about you're not uh, obsessed with monster truck culture now are you <laughs> not yet i mean maybe if i went to a few more then it, it would happen yeah i don't know if they have monster truck shows over here 
Uh, we'll see. <laughs> oh my God, what a thought! <laughs> that 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 would be the that would be the basis for an incredible documentary. <laughs> monster trucks, monster truck shows in Czechia. Yeah, it might be a thing. I'd, I should look into it. I'd watch that documentary, <laughs> and I I'd, concurrently, I'd say I'd go to that. I'd go to a show. I'd go to a monster truck show in Czechia as well so yep two for two there you go no harm in it why not <laughs> yeah well I yeah you know I've, I've talked about uh, I've, 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 ter- I've talked about Merle Haggard and uh, ketamine I don't I don't think I, <laughs> I, I I can't I can't imagine I'm gonna come up with anything any more interesting than that today <laughs> yeah I think Better we, just we covered the necessary topics for, for one day, yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until next time. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, pal, thanks for hopping on. Talk to you next week. Of course, my friend. Talk to you next week. All right, goodbye, my buddy. Be seeing you. Bye-bye. Be seeing you. Goodbye. Don't turn your back on Zach. Watch out for Zach. Okay, time for the laughter set, and I'll start with Jackie and the Starlights. They laughed at me from 1962. <laughs> they laughed at me when I said I loved you so.
which I mourn when Lucille's first letter arrived. She said she expected a baby that fall, and she wanted me there by her side. I stabbed the first guard and I strangled two more, determined that I would be free. The searchlights were beamed and the hoot owl screamed like the devil was laughing at me. When I reached Lucille's, there were lights in the house and there in the hallway I found Lucille lying dead with a gun at her head with crimson on her cotton gown I ran from the house to the swamps that I knew as I ran I heard the hounds bay and one other sound that was running me down the devil was laughing at me they caught me in here on the gallows I stand They'll drop me to eternity One moment of fear and the last sound I hear Is the devil laughing at me
girls and the javelins. Hey, hey, ha, ha, ha. Then the uh, laughter set. Well, it went real quiet. Uh, that was from a 1963 Capitol Records single. Before that, the Dew Droppers Laughing Blues from a 1953 Mercy Victor single. Then it was Mercy Blaine After the Laughter from 1964, a single through Savelle that came out on. Uh, before Mercy Blaine, Jimmy Newman, The Devil Was Laughing at Me, put out in 1967 on a single by Decca. Bobby Helms, and yes, that is the same Bobby Helms uh, from Jingle Bell Rock. The song was He Thought He'd Die Laughing. came out in 1967 as well. Threw a little darling on a single. Started it with my favorite laughter song, if I guess I'll create such a category. Uh, they Laughed at Me by Jackie and the Starlights. Put out uh, 1962 through Fire and Fury. Alright, got a bunch, a bunch of songs to try and get through before get to the end of the show here and I want to make a prompt exit because I got a nice big drink waiting for me with some pals because such things are possible here in this fine country once again so I'm looking forward to doing that without fear of COVID related reprisals so I'll start this next set with Ond Cal from uh, Gothenburg the song is Spark Howl came out on uh, their album Sist Av Alt in 2017, put out by the Never Understand label. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's an EP. Uh, it's the constant dilemma. It's five songs. So, yeah. You, you tell me, anyway. So, uh, here we go.
On se dit que cette fille saura bien dire pour qui son cœur balance. Deux garçons pour une fille, c'est ici que tout se gâte. Si ces deux amis vous parlent d'un ennui, comme un chien qui rencontre un chat la nuit. Sera blessé 
Yeah. yeah. That was Concrete Lawn. No Patience from Aggregate, which they put out last year through the Urge label. Uh, they are from Sydney, I believe. Also heard Dumbspell Slumber Party from Cowboy Slumber Party. Put out in 2017 as a self-release thing. They're from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Before that, Arlette Zola, Du Garçon, Pour Un La Fille, or Pour Un Fille, uh, from a four-song EP of the same name. Put out in 1967 by Disc AZ, Disc Oz, I guess. Pole Vaulter before that with Raw from the Raw EP. Some really neat guitar work on that one. That was put out last year as a self-released thing. They're from Leeds. And started it off with On Circle Svart Hall from Sist of Alt. Put out in 2017 through Never Understand. Thanks for being here this week. I'll be back in next week doing the live thing as I seem to be keeping a pretty good habit in place of actually doing that every week on Saturday. On time, all that kind of thing. Uh, I'll post the playlist soon and the podcast and MP3 and replay and all that crap. I'm going to close the show today with something that was sent my way by the fine folks of Drunk Meat, Romaine and Celine. They have a new album out uh, plus ça va moins ça va through the Pue label Pue Shaw Platin and yeah so they uh, they sent me the album that was pretty nice of them I decided I'd pick out this song which I'm most fond of so far uh, Gosa Perdu it's called and uh, yeah we'll end it there thanks and bye bye
look after yourself, as they always say. Because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.